So my wife and I, we have had a lot of, a, you, you, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us a lot of the bizarre things that you encounter when you, you jump into the, you know, into the devil's stuff. You know, the Bible just doesn't tell us a lot about what actually happens. We saw that stuff before we went overseas as missionaries in Indonesia. And while we there, we encountered things. We'd hear missionaries, other missionaries talking about stuff they've encountered. And uh, so you think that only happens over in the other countries, right? Well, it happens right here. We see it all the time. All of that bizarre stuff that you hear about stories over here, you, it happens here, but there's a big difference. We're in a secularized country. You don't talk about that stuff openly here. It's forbidden. We're going to talk about it openly tonight. We're going to talk about it openly. So it might make some of you a little bit uncomfortable, but it's the reality that we all live in, but we don't want to mention it. We have people almost every single week that tell us things that they have experienced, things that they have gone through, things that they are going through that they have never told a single person in their entire life because they know that they, they will be given a referral to the local psychologist or to a local hospital. You need some medication to bring that under control. That's what you will be told. Listen, we've been seeing people with schizophrenia completely, totally healed all the time. These prayer, the prayer ministry at New Hope, deliverance process, it does it. We see it over and over and over again. People, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar, this, 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 this. You name it, she was diagnosed with. Yulia was. She was in and out of the hospitals multiple times. She was loaded up with piles of medication. It didn't touch it. It didn't change anything. It's until you deal with the spiritual root problem, you're going to keep having that same problem, that same mental issue. You have to deal with the spiritual root issue, and almost every single mental health issue has a spiritual root issue. If you don't deal with it, it's going to, you'll just medicate it. You'll numb yourself, and you'll be a vegetable. You'll walk around like a zombie. That is what happens to people. They tell you that schizophrenia can't be healed. Well, Jesus has another, uh, what do you call it, diagnosis. He says there is healing as possible. There is power in the name of Jesus. We see it all the time. Poltergeist. Have you ever heard that word? Anybody know what it means? <laughs> it's a German word. It means noisy spirit. Anybody ever heard a noisy spirit in your home? We don't talk about that, though, do we? It's a secular country. Because if you say that you heard something in your home, you saw a door open or close, you saw a rocking chair moving, you saw somebody sitting in a chair, you saw somebody walking across the floor, or you heard footsteps, or you saw something, or you heard something on the roof, you know, that's, that's what gets you set up to get uh, put into a straitjacket, right? So we in this country, we don't talk about those things, right? We have people telling us all kinds of things like that all the time because they know they can because we will believe them and we won't send them up. We deal with that situation. Presences, sounds, smells in the home. So it's okay for us to talk about fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of betrayal, but you're not allowed to talk about fear of the dark. Now, you don't have to raise up your hand, but how many of you are petrified to walk through a room that is totally dark? The lights are completely off. You're petrified to enter into your home. 
without turning on all the lights versus, you know, flip it on first, then jump back. <laughs> Many of you know what I'm talking about. That should never be. That should never be. They are afraid of you. That darkness is afraid of you. But if they got the table turned, you're the one that's going to be reaching around the corner to flip on the lights and then jump back real quick. They're afraid of you. They got you running the other direction. You have more power than them. We want to awaken the reality of that truth. How many of you have heard voices? Some of you aren't afraid to say so, but I would say 100% of you in here have heard voices. <laughs> Did they? You put them in their place, right? Yeah, that's what you do. You know, there's many children that have occurrences when they are very little. I have had some experiences when I was a little boy. I saw things. It was actually terrifying. And it tormented me until I was in my 20s. Fear of the dark. Because of the encounters I had with powers of darkness when I was a little boy. I heard Pastor Adam say something about his son Caleb this morning. He was, Pastor Adam was preaching in the morning service. He said something about his son uh, saw, uh, or he thought there was a monster in the closet. And he directed him on how to deal with that thing. You have to direct your children. You don't just push them away. Oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And just push the kid back into the room to, to deal with that thing all by himself with no education on how to do it. You fight for your kid's freedom. Break them free from that trauma or it is going to torment them their entire life. Demons attack the children when they're very little, whether it's with sexual trauma, all kinds of abuses, fear, and it sticks, it latches, it embeds into their psyche, into their mind. Our responsibility to set them free. So these voices come in. It isn't only people with mental illnesses that have them. We have voices, we have images. How many people have prayed and all of a sudden you have a flash of some kind of an image that floats up into, into your mind real fast? I mean, a totally ungodly image. Pastor Deal, you do? Pastor Deal, you have images <laughs> right in the middle of the time of prayer. Nobody else wants to admit it. You're the only honest one here. No, I think there was another person that did it to you. So, so there's other. We have images. We have visions. Sometimes we have these things like, like videos that start playing. And, and we enter into it, and we allow that video to play out, and it begins a fantasy realm for us. And we live in that fantasy. It starts to control us, starts to play over all the time. There's many people that live in that fantasy realm. Some of us have visions. We have dreams. They're not from God. You have to do something with those things. You cannot let them continue on. That's right. You don't have to be afraid of saying you hear voices. There's somebody in the Bible that heard a voice. It's in Matthew chapter 4. The devil took him to the holy city. The devil took him. It's talking about Jesus. How did the devil take him to, how did, how did that happen? Do you know the devil will take you somewhere to set you up? for a testing and for a trial. That's what happened to Jesus. He went into this period and time of testing. The devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, 
if you're the son of God, jump off. How many of you have ever had a sudden impulse to kill yourself? Some of you are courageous enough to say it, but I guess there's more than that. Many of you have had. How many times have you ever driven down the road, you're driving down the road, and there's this big old tree there? Right now, turn, turn the wheel, turn the wheel, run right into the tree, go right now, don't even think about it. Have you ever thought that? That is, that is very a common thought that overtakes people. Just drive right off the cliff. All those problems that you're having with that person, they'll be completely gone. We have that come on us all the time. There's rarely a week goes by that I don't talk to somebody who has these suicidal thoughts. It's rarely a week. It's so common. It happened to Jesus. He did something about it. Let me tell you how these voices work a little bit. These voices, you're going to hear them. There's nothing that you can do to stop the images. There's nothing that you can do to stop the dreams. It doesn't have to be tormenting, ongoing, long-term dreams, but you're going to have them from time to time. You're going to have voices from time to time, but what you do with that voice makes all the difference. It entered into Jesus' soul, that demonic influence. We don't know if, we don't really know if he saw Satan there. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus appeared in visible form, but we do know that Jesus had, he heard the thought come into his soul. It entered into his soul. It was a demonic influence because where is the mind? It's part of the soul. So that thought from this evil power, Satan, came into the soul of Jesus and it started to turn around. Jesus immediately processed it. He, and, and Satan said, if you're, he heard Satan's voice said, if you're the son of God, jump, jump right now, go, go, go. But Jesus processed it and he compared it to the word of God. And it says, it is written, you shall not test the Lord your God. And so he rejected and he kicked that voice right out. That's what we have to do. When the voices come, process it, compare it to the word of God, and if it doesn't line up with the word, kick it out. You have to kick it out immediately. What happens when you start playing with those voices? You allow them to start turning. They turn, they turn, and they get a hook. And then another voice comes from the other side, something similar, and it gets another hook. And then another voice, hook, 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 and you get all these hooks, and it starts getting stronger and more powerful. And to get rid of them, it takes a lot of work. You have to get rid of them as soon as they come in. They tell us what to do, these voices do. They try to control us. They embed themselves into our minds. They can be extracted, but it takes a lot of work. That's what this ministry of deliverance is all about. It isn't only specifically for voices, but it's for any kind of control that Satan is trying to exert into the life of a Christian. So some people will say, well, Satan can't get into our soul. Listen, I'm a simple person. I'm not a rocket scientist, all right? If Satan wants to influence me to do something, he incites me. He puts thoughts in my mind. He puts images in my mind. My mind is part of my soul. He gets in there. That is very simple to understand, isn't it? But if I let it stay in there, that's my decision. I don't. I kick it out. You have to kick it out immediately. 
Do not let them control your mind. You have the power over those voices. Take them by the authority of Jesus Christ, apply the word of God to it, and yank them out and throw them away. You may need some help because sometimes these voices, they've been there so long, they just get a haywire in your head. The medicine might soothe things, might calm things down, make you numb, but it won't take them out. You come to, to here at New Hope, we have a, a process of prayer. It starts to unravel, straighten out all them hooks, takes them out, and you get free. That's what we do. These voices. But God also speaks to us. There's this, this gift of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. He gives us the ability to recognize if something is of God or something is of Satan. We want to develop this gift. Sometimes we, we want to know, is it God that is telling us to do this or is it a demon power? We apply the word of God to it to discern the difference. There's some people in here right now that hate me. And you have no reason for hating me. You're feeling agitated right now, but you have no reason to feel that agitation. There's a stirring that's taking place inside of you. You can't put your finger on it. You're saying, why am I so agitated? Why am I so uncomfortable about what he's talking about? And the reason is, is because there's something going on right now in your mind. There's a hook in you and it's making you feel like you just want to get up and run. We encounter people like that all the time. It is very hard for them to even come to the deliverance session because these evil powers, their voices are so large. They say, do not come close to Chet. Run away from him. Get away from him. He has nothing for you. He can't help you. Do not go. They hear that all the time when they're coming to a deliverance session. My wife, she hears voices. We were praying for Adrian and Yulia on October the 23rd, a week ago Saturday. And we were, this, this oppression wasn't broken yet. And it was still extremely heavy on her. She could not get up. She just felt this overwhelming hundreds and hundreds of pounds pressing down upon her. So we were just hammering on him with the word of God, hammering on it with the word of God. Just keep quoting the scriptures, commanding it to live, commanding it to go, because we have authority over them. But they're very resistant. They're very resilient. They're very defiant. They don't immediately obey us at just one little word. I'm not God. <laughs> and it takes some power. It takes a lot of effort and it takes persistence. Well, after a lot of times we would pray for 30 and sometimes 60 and even up to 90 minutes before that thing would break and it would leave and lift. These are called skirmishes before the whole battle is won. We were just winning these skirmishes almost daily, sometimes several times a day. We were praying with them for sometimes an hour at a time, breaking it off. Then it would come back, breaking it off, coming back. One of the times on Saturday, the 23rd, we were praying and we broke it off. It left and and, and right after that, we just started to attack that, that principality. Me and Phyllis were kneeling in our bedroom praying against that thing. And, and I stopped and went into the other room for a while. And then Phyllis heard this voice said, do you dare to oppose me? Would that terrify you if you heard that voice? What we did 
We started to oppose it. We started saying things like, we spit in your face. We defy you. In the name of Jesus, you have no power over us. You fear us. We do not fear your words. We kick you in the, uh, in the tummy, okay? <laughs> we threw the scriptures at that demon. We would not allow it to intimidate us. A little bit later, she heard another voice. You have no power. I love it when those demons talk. Because I know they're scared of me. They're terrified and they're getting beat down. So when they say, you have no power, we start quoting the scriptures. Jesus, before he, right, right before he sent it into heaven, he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we started quoting scriptures like this. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It just just thrills me to be, I, I love tormenting demons. They have tormented me for so long and tormented so many of you and other people. So paybacks are fun. Paybacks are fun. So whenever I hear somebody that's tormented by demons, I go, what? What, really? Because I know there's an opportunity for Jesus to be glorified. Jesus to be glorified. Phyllis heard another voice just right after that. She goes, and the voice said, you're going to regret it. Would that intimidate you? It just fires me up. <laughs> I just... It, you that are in the deliverance ministry, you see, I kind of get, I kind of really get stoked whenever these demons start talking to me through a person. You know, just like in the Bible, it happens just like in the Bible. Not, not 100% of the time, but a lot of times in the Bible, these demons will speak back to me and trying to intimidate me, trying to scare me, trying to, trying to cause me to, to, to shut down. It just it gets me all excited because I know my God rules, my God reigns. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus, and he has transferred his authority to us. We are ambassadors on this earth. We are his representatives. So when we speak, it is as if Christ himself is speaking through us. We have authority over them. They fear you. They don't want you to believe it. When you start to believe it, that's when they run. Before the, the final battle with Yulia, she heard a ver- voice too. We, it was one of those episodes we had to pray for an hour to lift that power of darkness. But right before it was, it was broken, both, both Adrian and Yulia would come underneath these demonic attacks. They said they felt like claws were just gripping their hearts. So we just started praying because, you know, it takes 30, 60, sometimes 90 minutes of continual hammering with the word of God to, to break it, that, these powerful ones. Uh, and uh, so I just started to quote scriptures about they are part of the body of Christ. They are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When they were born again, they were given a new heart. They were given a pure heart. They were given a clean heart. Their heart is holy. They are pure vessels of God. And so that holiness, we just started saying that holiness of God is rising up in them. The holiness of God is flooding their heart. And that claw, it just started to burn. And we said, that claw is burning. The burning is smoking. The skin is smoking. It had to release and it left. You have to do that with these things. 
And then, then Yulia said, I feel arms around me and they're pushing me down. They're pushing me down. And she, and she goes, I, she, she, I don't know if it's at this time or another time. She goes, they were saying to you, you're a witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. All witches deserve to die. Death, death, death. That's what she heard. We just come right up against that. that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I have a pure heart. I'm a clean heart. I am not a witch. That is my past life. Those things do not define me anymore. So that's how you have to fight this battle. They are lying. They don't have the power over you. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. How many of you are going to turn away from the true faith? The Bible says some of you will. That's what it says, 1 Timothy 4, 1. The Holy Spirit clearly tells us that. Because they follow deceptive spirits. They follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Demons put thoughts into Christians' mind. These Christians, even ministers of the gospel, they hear voices, they hear thoughts, they hear the teachings of the Bible begin to get twisted, and they follow doctrines of demons, and it leads them away from the true faith. These voices are like magnets, and they will just keep drawing more and more voices to bring torment. What we want to do is break all those voices off tonight. That's what we're going to do right now. Some of you are doing good. You're not under the torment of voices. Maybe you've heard God's voice a lot in the past. And maybe God's voice isn't there as it used to be, but you want to stir up that gift of God. Maybe a gift of prophecy, a gift of discernment, word of wisdom and knowledge. You want to hear God. You want that to come back to you. What we're going to do is ask the pastors to come up front first. They'll stand up here, the pastors, their wives, if you'd come up, and uh, we're going to pray for you. We want to ask two groups to come up here. You have heard God's voice in the past, but something happened, and maybe you just don't hear God like you used to. Or maybe you are hearing God, but you just want to hear God even more, loudly, more clearly, and even more than ever before. So we want to pray for that group of people to stir up that gift. There's another group of people we want to pray for. People that are living with these other types of voices. We're not going to isolate into two different groups of other people that are having voices over here and people that want to hear the word of God clear. So you all mingle together, right? So nobody knows which ones you are. <laughs> Some people have voices to murder. You just have an impulse to kill somebody. Maybe you have an impulse when you're giving your baby a bath, just push the head underwater. Just go ahead and do it. Just, it won't cry no more if you do that. Some of those mothers have that impulse come upon them real fast. We want to break that completely off of them. Anybody else having any voices to disobey God or accusations that you're having, voices coming in to accuse you, you're unloved. Nobody cares about you. You're not worthy. You're not deserving of heaven. Look what you did in the past. Look at all the sins you've done. You, you, you'll never be forgiven for those things. How many are tormented with those thoughts? 
Anybody like that, we want you to come up front. We want to pray for anybody with tormenting voices, anybody that wants to hear God clear, more clearly than you ever have before. We have a pastor and his wife. You guys are the only ones? Anybody, so this is your chance. Anybody, you're wanting to hear God. You're wanting to stir up that gift of God within you. You're wanting that gift of prophecy. You're wanting that gift of discernment to be enhanced in your life. Or maybe you're having these other types of voices and you want that to stop. You want it broken. You want it broken. Just stand up along the front up here. What I'm going to do, I'm going to pray. You can go ahead and play. And I'm going to, I'm going to pray a prayer. What you do is you stand up here. Just, just go ahead and come right over in here and stand in the middle as well. First, I'm going to pray for the people to hear God. I'm going to focus specifically on that with these prayers. For God to stir up these spiritual gifts within your life. You want to know what God is saying. You want to hear him. You want to be able to be able to discern truth from error. You don't want to be deceived by any other kind of voices. You want to be a minister of righteousness. You want to be a minister of healing. Father, we ask you for your power to come right now. We ask for tremendous power to come upon your people. Come upon them right now, Lord. We bow before you. You are the king of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. We ask you to strengthen your people in their inner being. Father, you, when your son was here on earth, he said you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We ask for that power to come upon them right now. The power of the Holy Spirit to come upon God's people. Tremendous power flowing down from heaven right now, pushing away all of the doubt. All of the doubt leaves. All of the confusion in the mind leaves. Greater clarity. Greater clarity. An open heaven. An open heaven over top of God's people. An open heaven over God's people. For greater clarity to hear His voice. So that the Word of God that they read is alive. Father, we ask you to stir up that gift within them. Fan into flame that gift that is within them. We breathe upon that gift of God. We stir it up right now. We thank you for that power. Father, we ask you to guard the minds of your people that they would be able to recognize the voice of the shepherd. Father, you said that, or Jesus, you said when you were here on the earth uh, that a hireling's voice they will not follow, but they will follow the shepherd's voice. We ask for the voice of the shepherd to become so clear, so precise that we will be able to recognize We will not be deceived by a voice of a demon. We will not be deceived by any other voice. The power of the Holy Spirit falling right now, awaking, awaking within God's people, stirring up new life, new life, enriching your churches, enriching their churches in every way with that spiritual gift you are. Strong to the end, more power, the fire of God falling upon God's people, the fire of God falling upon God's people for freedom, 
freedom, freedom to hear clearly from the, the presence of Jesus. Thank you, Father.